0: Welcome to Straight and Curly, a podcast for self-improvement junkies. I'm Kelly Exeter. And I'm Carly Jacobs. This is episode 120. Hello
1: and welcome to Straight and Curly. Let's jump straight into the review of the week. So, Practical Advice by Trucky Pooch <laughs> says this podcast has played a huge uh, sorry was going to say this podcast has played a huge big role that's not what she said (laughs) she said this podcast has played a big role in my life this past year I've implemented so many of Carly and Kelly's tips and over time they've all added up to make a big difference to my health and well-being a lovely listen full of practical advice
0: Uh I admit I I, I chose that review because Chucky Pooch like how good is that for a iTunes name amazing so anyway I'm it's possible that we are starting to repeat our reviews because one we've we're not very good at keeping track of who we've shouted out and haven't rubbish at that (laughs) Um, but also our podcast aggregator is saying we've only had three reviews in the last three months which is fine that's all good but we do love giving listeners a big shout out on the show so if you haven't left a review for us yet while we are on a break because yes this is the last show for this current season uh, please do head over to itunes and make our days by telling us how much you miss us Um, so, yes, next season also, we're not too sure how that is going to pan out because Carly is having her baby soon. Yeah, yeah so we don't really know what
1: we're going to do with that, yeah. but we'll, we'll have a chat about it. But also, like, I can record a podcast, surely. <laughs> All the people with newborns being like, no.
0: you can re- we, can, we can live podcast the birth. For oh, my know, God, like- no way. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be a real sook.
1: For some reason, I feel like I'm just (laughs) going to be one of those women where they're just like, Oh my God, guys, like I'm like with a woman who's giving birth right now. And she's just such a pain in the ass. Like that's going to be me.
0: I was just in that I couldn't hack the contractions. And even though I fully intended to breathe my way through them and, you know, deliver without an epidural or anything like two hours in, I was like, I'll have that epidural, thanks. And um, (laughs) and then when I had the epidural, I was like, oh my God, why wouldn't someone have an epidural? Like, it's amazing. And I'm like, "And I kind of feel like I'm cheating. And he's like, by the (laughs) stage, had been rubbing my back for two hours while I was in extreme pain. And then, because I had the epidural, I, he got to have a lie down and go to sleep. So he's just oh. like, "Shut up and go to sleep." <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's really funny because then with Mia, Mia got induced, and it was funny because she got induced, and then I had the tiniest little bit of discomfort, and I was like, "Um, um, where's the anesthetist? Is the anesthetist close?" <laughs> like, um. <laughs> It was was just so funny what I was willing to go through for Jaden, but because I knew what an epidural did, I was like, "No, get get it here, get it now." Um, Anyway, so that was that was a little bit off um, off topic. (laughs) (laughs) Off topic about this is our last show for the season, but yeah, we 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 don't know because it's there's a funny we try to have like eight week seasons, and I just realized if we have a three week break now, there's not eight weeks through to the end of the year. So I'm um, no. it's kind of like really messing with me. I'm like, Oh my God, what'd do we do? There's not eight weeks left. Um, and all well, Kelly's having a baby. And so we will figure but what it we out. Can do,
1: Yeah. But what we can do, we can do like a little mini season yeah. because no one, everyone falls off the bandwagon of podcasts over Christmas and new year. Anyway, I do because I'm just like out, I'm not, I'm not in my regular routine. Yeah. So I, I'm not kind of, you know, going to the gym or, you know, doing the grocery shopping. I'm usually, usually traveling and that kind of stuff. So I end up not listening to To all of my favorite podcasts in that time anyway so we tend to take kind of december
0: january off anyway but we'll see how we go yes i think we will do a little bit of a mini season thing but yeah if you're in the facebook group we will let you know in there what we're doing okay so on to carly's random thing last carly's random thing of the week for this season (laughs) go carly so this one is actually also very random
1: and very weird as was last week's um but i was at my grandma's 80th birthday and we were on the central coast and we were all sitting outside and suddenly everyone started getting bitten by mozzies and so we all went inside and i'm usually a mozzie magnet oh for americans i'm saying mosquito we call them (laughs) mozzies in australia because i mentioned this on insta stories and all of the americans were like what's a mozzie (laughs) is that what you call mosquitoes that's adorable and i was like yeah we just you would you would never say mosquito in Australia, you no, would always no. say mozzie. But
0: isn't it, it, it makes them sound so much more endearing than they are because they're it little It makes shits. them sound
1: really cute.
0: <laughs> they're not cute. Um, anyway, they're not, carry they're on. awful. Um, so I'm
1: usually a mozzie magnet, but once I got inside, I did not have a single bite on me, which is so weird. Like legitimately people will usually sit next to me at barbecues <laughs> because I'm the best <laughs> repellent for them because all the mozzies will be eating me. But I'm wondering if I smell less tasty because I'm pregnant.
0: Yeah. It- there's definitely a thing where mozzies go for certain people over others and I do always wonder what it is and why they haven't figured that out yet and put that in a freaking bottle instead of the really feral stuff that they put in a bottle to exactly repel, mosca- <laughs> repel mozzies that, and they don't even work. So, yes.
1: Anyway. Yeah. So that was really weird, but I did some research and apparently usually the opposite happens. If you are not prone to, um, mozzies, you get bitten by mozzies a lot. Um, but yes, yeah, so it was very strange. And seriously, like I, I come up in hives, like I look awful around Aww. mozzies. So it was really interesting. So I'm wondering if I have like a weird vampire baby. <laughs> Or something, which would be
0: so cool. Probably, because that is the kind of cool stuff that would happen to you, Carl. It would. It would. (laughs) Alrighty. So on to recommendation of the week. Mine is going to be as lame as it normally is. It is this week. Being awake at sunrise and look I was making notes for this podcast this morning (laughs) while I was awake at sunrise looking at my window and I was like do you know I I get a lot of pleasure like where um my kitchen and my study are situated it it's a really nice sunrise that I get to see every morning and like just the time it is rising at the moment I seem to be in a spot to enjoy it and you know I just want to say that it's a really nice way to start the day and I recommend it. That's all. Just, there you go. <laughs> Get up early okay. people. people. <laughs> you,
1: you can start your day like that. <laughs> I will be in bed. <laughs> no, I do. I do love a sunrise. I think sunrises are amazing. And every time I, the, twice i've seen one <laughs> they've been very worth it and very lovely but most of the time i'm like nah just the in bed
0: i'll do so you do sunsets i'll do sunrises
1: i'm very into sunsets particularly with wine um So I am way prematurely recommending this, but we bought our, like way, way, way prematurely, but we bought our stroller the other day and it's a brand called Stoke and it's just like the smoothest, most easy to use stroller ever. (laughs) So we got it secondhand on Gumtree because it's like a real fancy pants brand, but we were like, yeah, we don't really want to buy it new. And plus there's so many secondhand ones lying around out there. So we're like, let's just be environmental. And it's in beautiful condition and it has all these like detachable bits and these little like added bits for when she grows and we just we did so much research and we're just super satisfied with our choice so far like I know it's going to be different when it's actually got a kid in it but at the moment we're just kind of like wheeling it around the house going like oh my god it's so smooth and then Ben will like take one of the detachments off and then like put it in the car and then take it back out again and so yeah so we're, we're, we're having a lot of fun with our new stroller oh and it's um it's, it's a bit Rolls-Roycey so we're quite excited but I will let you know what it's like when we actually start using it instead of just just being dickheads and wheeling it around the house with no baby. <laughs> Is it one in of it? those
0: ones like where you can take the capsule out of the car and it slots? Yeah. it? yeah, that's that's magic. Mine was not like that, but um, that's awesome when it does that. <laughs> they're, they're they're a bit more expensive,
1: but everyone I spoke to was just like, don't scrimp on that because if you've got a child that's asleep in your car. And oh, the only yeah. way to get them out is to wake them up. You will pay a thousand dollars to anyone who will get that sleeping kit inside without them waking yeah. up. They're like, it's
0: just worth every cent. So yeah. we took that advice from people and we were like done. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So onto, if you are our best friend and I'll get you to read this one. Cause I wrote, I read the last one and I'm crap at reading them. Go <laughs> You're crap at reading <laughs> them. So this
1: one comes from Jessica. She said, I started a new, t- Oh, actually, sorry, random thought. Um, so someone recommended a really amazing episode of a podcast for me to listen to that's about uh naming people and like baby names and stuff that Yep. oh God, I can't remember the name of the episode it was so good it was um the
0: illusion All- or no yeah
1: yeah the the allu- the illusionist or something yeah but
0: illusionist like allusion,
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's about language and stuff, and um, there was just a really interesting point that this woman made. So there's a woman who is like a professor of names, and she said names at the moment that are very popular are very vowel heavy. So oh, things like um Ava, like
0: me Ava yeah
1: yeah Ellie like that kind of stuff um Evie that kind of thing, and in the nineties names were very consonant heavy. So like Jessica and Claire and Rebecca like those kind of like harder Big, long uh, name, but, yeah. Yeah, and she wasn't saying it was good or bad, but it just reminded me that Jessica is not a name that's very popular anymore, but it was massively popular when I was a kid, and it was just really interesting because one of my friends met a little girl the other day whose name is Jessica, and she was like, I haven't heard anyone be called Jessica for, like, 30 yeah. years because it's not, like, all of the kids now are, like, all the kids now are, you know, Lily and, you know, the ones Millie that we just and
0: said. and and, yeah. Definitely. yeah exactly
1: so like there's not many jessicas around anymore so just reading jessica i was like oh that was a cool story i needed to tell you guys that so yeah and i, th- I like the name jessica i think it's great but i was like it's just not a name that people are really using now
0: yeah jessica is like totally my favorite j name and i'm sure i've used it before as for the if you were our best friend thing but yeah I just you know threw it back in there because i was struggling for inspiration you never have one. too many jessicas really yeah <laughs> So Jessica
1: says, <laughs> I started a new job recently and quickly found out it's not really the right place for me. I realized I took for granted many things in my previous workplace and didn't even think to check if those exist in the new one as well. So I started looking for a new job again, but as I want to be more careful this time, the process might take a while. In the meantime, I have to keep working in the current place as I can't afford financially to give up my salary. My issue is I'm really growing to I'm really growing to dislike this place and I have to put the happy face on and I'm a terrible actress. What I'm doing now is trying to keep my calm and center throughout the day and focus on the other areas of my life using exercise, mindfulness and my hobbies outside of work to kind of fill my battery. So I'm able to push through the tough part, but I work seven to nine hours a day, five days a week. So most of my waking hours are spent at work. I find that my calmness, focus and motivation deteriorate as the week progresses. I feel like it's some kind of motivation fatigue, similar to decision fatigue. Like the first day of the week, I'm able to deal with it all. But by the third and fourth day, I really have to drag myself to the office in the morning. The battery doesn't recharge fully until the next weekend. So I guess I'd like like to hear from you if you have any ideas for different ways to try to feel okay in a workplace I really dislike, or maybe if you have any tips on how to manage my motivation fatigue, because when my battery is full, I find that I'm able to deal.
0: Man, uh, this is so, so hard. There's nothing worse than not loving where you work when you spend so much time there. Um, And I think you're already doing all the right things, Jessica. And the only... I agree. Yeah. The only other things I can think of is to give yourself something nice to look forward to on Thursdays and Fridays. So maybe at lunchtime or after work on those days that... I'm not sure what it would be, but something that could tip those days over into being tolerable and also just buffer that motivation fatigue a little bit. Like, you know, is there a workmate that you really like that you can have a standing lunch date with on Thursdays and Fridays where you both know you're just going to like vent or I don't know, but I just think you're being so mature about how you're going about this. And I really hope you're getting super close to finding that that new and better job So. Carl.
1: Yeah, me too. I also think that actively searching for other jobs will help. So keeping yourself in the loop of what's happening in your industry and making it clear to past employees or other business acquaintances that you're very open to moving jobs. I always found that very motivating. Mm. If I was in a job that I really didn't like, even just to send an email to someone I used to work with, just to scope out the situation, even if they didn't have anything, it just felt good knowing that somebody else knew that I was looking for work and would possibly put me forward for something. Um, I'm also wondering if it's the actual work or the people around you, if it's the people, just avoid them as much as you can and bury yourself in your work. Um, I had a very similar thing when I ended up at a really toxic school for a term and it was like a punch in the stomach. Like I I had never experienced anything like it before. Um, And they offered me an ongoing contract, but I turned it down even though I didn't have any other work because I was crying on the way to work every day. It was horrible. I think it was actually just like the worst couple of months of my life. It was awful. Um, and it's the only time I, I had taken a gamble like that. And it paid off because I actually got offered an ongoing position at a school that I love. Um, but I can't express how important it is for you to get out of there as soon as you can, because it doesn't sound like that workplace is going to fix itself. So do as much as you can or give yourself a leaving date. So if you uh, you know, if, if you think that you can only kind of last for another six months, do everything within your power to get a new job within that time.
0: Yeah, no, that's really hard, Jessica. I hope you um, hope it sorts itself out. I hope it sorts itself out fairly soon for you. Um, so onto the topic of the day and the, the topic of today is the social impact of self-improvement. So who I I won't say her full name just in case she doesn't want it said because I'm always conscious that what people say in the privacy of the straight and curly Facebook group, they may not necessarily want broadcast to the world. Um, But she posted something interesting in the group recently about the social impact of self-improvement. So she said, the last couple of years, I've taken gradually more and more steps of self-improvement in various aspects. So it wasn't done all at once, but it resulted in a major change in my life and personality. So I've gone from a couch potato to someone who works out daily. I lost 10 kilos of body weight. I started practicing mindfulness and, you know, I'm so much happier now and I love what this process has done to me and my life. I just love myself a lot more in this version. However, I feel like this is creating a gap between me and my oldest friends, which keeps getting wider. These friends have known me in my older version and even the ones who are very supportive have not gone through the same changes with me. So now a lot of the time it feels like we're just not in the same place anymore. Different topics interest me. I want to discuss new concepts and ideas which may not interest them. I talk differently than I used to because I'm more positive now. and I'm less cynical. I'm less of a gossip. Um, I behave differently because when we meet because my priorities are changed. My nutrition is different. I'm not so keen on drinking anymore. I put workout schedules in a high priority and so on. So she's um, very clear to say that these people that she's talking about are not toxic people. She doesn't have any problem removing those people from her life. Um, They're just people who share a lot of history with her and genuinely want the best for her, but she says, If I'm being completely honest with myself, currently they're not helping me get to the goals I'm setting for myself and may even be holding me back from reaching them. I truly love them, but I'm not sure how to keep them in my life without feeling all weird and like they are a bad influence or something. So, um, and did post this in a group, and a lot of people chimed in and said, Yes, I too have experienced this um, and asked a few questions of Carly and I, and we're just going to work through those questions today. So the first question she said was, have you felt like you're losing people while becoming a better version of yourself? And how did you deal with it, Carly?
1: I would say, yes, I've lost people, but I wouldn't say it was in a terrible way. It just kind of happened organically in that our lives don't intersect as much as they used to anymore. But there are so many mm. things that change the way you interact with people, like jobs, marriage, having kids, moving. I don't feel necessarily that self improvement is unique in that regard. It's just another thing that alters your behavior in a way that might affect how you interact with those people. Um, I mean, I stopped drinking during the week years ago, well before most of my friends did. And that was a little bit difficult because I went from being the person who was well up to get smashed on a Wednesday <laughs> afternoon to being extremely strict about only drinking on the weekend. But most of my friends don't drink during the week now anyway, which I think is kind of a natural progression when you leave your 20s or it it was for us. So I think, you know, you have bigger responsibilities. You've got a slower metabolism. (laughs) There's a lot. You've often got kids. You've got, um, you know, more important jobs, more responsibility. And you you can't kind of maintain that sort of, um, you know, youthful partying ways that you had in your 20s. I just kind of reached that point ever so slightly before them. Um, I also had a friend comment that she noticed a really swift change when I started working for myself. I really ramped up my health and was very careful about when I'd have dinner and drinks with them. And it was sort of more about my priorities changing, um, rather than. Self-improvement getting in the way. It it, it was definitely self-improvement related, but I actually think that what really helped was that it wasn't a fad. I didn't kind of do it for a couple of weeks and then go back to the way that I was before. This is just who I am now. And people just learn to work within those parameters. And if they can't work within those parameters, they kind of end up sort of naturally fading away, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. And it's not you don't want to blame your self-improvement for that, but it's just that your lives don't intersect in the way that they used to. And it's not that they're not being supportive. It's just that you guys aren't really meeting in the middle anymore.
0: Yeah. I think that intersection thing is a really important point. I really like that distinction that it's not necessarily the self-improvement thing. It's just more that now there are less opportunities for life to intersect. Um, so yeah, for me, all my friends are sporty people who are naturally interested in kind of living their best lives but it's interesting because because I take such a I guess a full-on approach to it and such a research-based approach to it like whereas they take a kind of a a more general interest in being better people um, quite often when I'm talking to them about certain things I'll find there is a very large gap between some of the things I've learned and where their level of interest is so you know, in answer to the question, have I felt like I'm losing people? Like I say, sort of yes, but no, like sometimes it bums me out that my expectation is to have like a passionate and informed discussion about something with a friend, but then the informed part isn't there. So instead of having a discussion with them, I'm, I'm actually more educating them. Uh, and I really, you know, where, it, and it's just a change in expectation. Like it's, it's still a conversation but yeah I'm more up for a informed debate than a oh you don't actually know anything about this so now I'm telling you what I know uh, and then it feels like I'm kind of blogging at them <laughs> um, you know and you know sometimes they're interested but they're not that interested like say at the level yeah. that I am so how do I deal with it you know when I look at all my friends as a whole like there's always been you know there's been certain friends that I'll talk with about X and then certain friends that I'll talk with about Y. So I kind of look at it and go, look, this is actually not really any different to how life was before. You know, I've always had to choose my audience when I want to prattle on about certain things. And so I still do now. So I'm a bit with you, Carls, in that I haven't experienced that real disconnection. It's just more, I have to, you know, if I want to talk about certain things, I talk about it with this person. You choose your yeah. audience. Yeah, that's right. So no, I haven't yet. Yeah, probably no, I haven't felt like I'm losing people. It's just what you said, Kyle, It's that whole intersection thing has shifted slightly. Um, so then Anne said, did you make new friends along with the changes or were you able to mostly keep your old ones? Uh, my response was both. And I said, I kind of see this as the natural cycle of friendship anyway. So, you know, it's that whole, some friends are for life, some friends are for a season, some are for a reason. Um, And if you take blogging, like for me, blogging is a good example, because if you go back four or five years, like most of the people I was interacting with on a daily basis were bloggers. And these days, I'm not really blogging at all so my interaction with my bloggy friends have kind of they've really waned it's not like I'm not friends with them anymore but our lives are not intersecting anymore as much anymore so I have less connection with what their day-to-day lives you know look like but that's but like I said they're still my friends and I still love seeing them when I see them, but I kind of feel like that season of my life has passed on and I'm in a slightly different season now. Um, what about you, Carl?
1: Yeah, I don't really make new friends kind of <laughs> ever. So, um, my, my newest friend is actually my best friend and we've been friends for eight years. Um, so being friends with me is very much like a life sentence in the slammer. Like you'll never get rid of me. Um, and I honestly can't say I've ever made a friend through self-improvement, unless you count you, but that's kind of more blogging. Um, so, I mean, like I, I do different gym classes and online health challenges and, you know, I've, I've been a member of my gym for – Oh God, it'd be close to a year now. And I can't say I've ever picked up a friend through those means. And I mean, it's not that they're not available to me. They have, you know, Christmas parties and get togethers and people seem to make friends like at yeah, the gym. And they through. do. <laughs> it's just, I'm not, I, I, I it's just that you
0: just don't want to, and that's not a reflection yeah. on it, but you just, that's just, that's kind of just who you are. I'm a bit the same. I'm um, I'm very caught up with my family at the moment, so I'm not generally like. Well, anyone that I see is through um, proximity. So I talk to you because we do this podcast together. But if we didn't have this podcast together, we'd still be friends, but we'd never yeah. get a chance to chat. Um, no, you know. And a lot of my very closest friends, I could go easily, you know, six months without seeing them, but they're still my close friends. But yeah, I'm. Yeah, have I made I've made yeah, I've made friends through blogging and stuff and I have made friends through the various gyms that I've been part of but not like, you know, super mega close friends like my long-term friends, you know. So I'm not sure how old N is because that might also influence this question for her because, yeah, when you're in your yeah, 20s true. you're you're making those friends for life whereas when you're in your 40s, like I am now, um, you've got, you, you've already got those friends for life and they tend to, the ones who are for life, they tend to stick around, you know, and doesn't really matter what changes you've made. Exactly. Yeah. And those friends that I've
1: had forever, like since I was 17, if you ask me my early twenties, like they'd only been in my life for about five years.
0: Yeah. That's so, it.
1: but you know, now that I'm in my thirties, it's the closer to 15 years. So Yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. So, um, and said, do you find that your close friends have to be people with similar ideas, priorities, and way of life? Um, I don't think so. I again, think there are friends for reasons and friends for seasons, but the, my close friends, and I can only speak about my own experience, but my close friends started out as friends, seemingly friends for a season because like they the vast majority of them I met through triathlon so we were seeing each other literally every day when we were training but we're none of us are doing triathlon anymore and yet we're still great friends and they're my friends you know so I think close friends will always be close friends no matter what and then you will have friends who are kind of more in line with your current interests and priorities and you need to have those friends like if I didn't have Blogger, blogger friends or writer friends, I would die. I go nuts. Because, I go yeah, nuts because none of my friends get that world. Like they cannot. I, I cannot talk you know they can ask me how I'm going but they can't have a conversation about the subtleties and nuances um or the in jokes and they don't get that world so I can't have a
1: that's the thing like Kelly and I sometimes have like a mini rant before we start (laughs) recording and I'll just be like oh my god this happened and no 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 no, and Kelly will just be like I totally understand what you're talking about that is so annoying and I would have told four of my closest friends and they would have been like oh yeah that's that's really hard. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. You're having that happen. <laughs> they do, but they don't get it. Yeah. But, and I mean, yeah, they do, but I, I it's the
1: same with me. Like I don't get their jobs. Like one of my closest friends works in local government. She's basically like a Leslie Nope in, <laughs> um, in Melbourne and we try to, to help each other through (laughs) our job situations but we kind of suck at it a little bit because I don't really like we don't really understand how things work and I'll be like oh what about this and she'll be like oh but there's all this stuff and and then yeah so we like we we sometimes miss the mark on that for each other but it's because our jobs are so different like it's and, and we've never done each other's jobs so
0: yeah I think it's really important to have those friends who are your friends no matter what and it's like you know they're that kind of friend because you can go a long period without seeing them and then the next time you see them you just pick back up where you left off and it's like been no time at all you've got to have those friends in your life but you've got to have friends in your life who match up with your current interests because you need that those people who can you can geek out with and you don't have to explain anything to they just get it like you need people to have those conversations with so um yes i think you need both you need to have the long-term friends who just love you for you and just want you to be happy and will always be there for you and then you need to have those friends that are tied to your current interests as well um Yes. Yeah,
1: I, I, definitely agree. I think, um, cause Ben and I are the only business owners in our friendship group. Um, so we're very unusual. Yes, most of our friends, are, it's very hard. So most of our friends are teachers or public servants because they all live in Canberra. <laughs> um, and, and another thing I thought was very interesting to bring up in this, uh, in this section was that two of my very best friends in the whole world are modern, but still very devout Catholics and they go to church and all that kind of stuff. And I'm agnostic and it's totally fine. So, I mean, I stood beside each of them on their wedding days in Catholic churches and it wasn't and hasn't been and won't be an issue. Um, and I think that that's a really important thing as well. Um, Because, I mean, all of my friends generally have the same views on super important stuff. Um, Although not many of my friends are actually as hardcore on self-improvement as I've been – but I do have one friend, my oldest friend Loz, and she's probably the most similar to me, but even more hardcore, like she runs marathons. Mm. So I know when I go to her house for dinner and drinks, she'll have made something super healthy for dinner because she knows that we're going to want to drink our calories. <laughs> so she won't, she wouldn't serve me pizza and wine because she knows that there's already enough calories in wine. But like yeah. it's, so it's So it's nice knowing that. And that doesn't mean that it stops me from hanging out with people who do order pizza, but it just like, once you get to know your friends, you can make allowances for that kind of stuff. And I just know that Loz is going to help me with my healthy choices. And it's not that the people who don't help me with my healthy choices are doing it on purpose. It's just, that's the way they live their life.
0: Yeah. So Anne's final question was, what would you do with those friends I described? So the friends she described were like, they're not toxic people. They're not bad people. They're not people she doesn't want in her life, but she just feels like she doesn't get, they don't get like these changes that she's made. Um, and yeah, kind of what I said before, like with your old friends, like if they're forever friends, you will continue to be friends with them. So they may not be people you can talk about your self improvement stuff with. Uh, they may not really understand the things that you're doing or why they're important to you. And you may not even see them that much at the moment. But, you know, you'll see those people and, Yeah, you might not see them for six months. Like I might not see my friends for six months, but when you catch up with them, you'll be able to have conversations with them on the level of your long standing friendship And then, um, yeah, have those friends who really get the thing that you're doing now to have those more in-depth conversations about the things that are interesting to you. Um, I do think um, Mel pointed out something in the group, which I thought was a really good point, which was to also remember that kind of what you deem as improved is a choice that suits you and is not actually right You know, not right, but more right for you. So we've all got to be careful not to see the different life choices that we're making as wrong or right. It's just what's working for us right now. Um, So friends may need to drift away because you have less in common and they don't support your choices. But also remember that may change down the track. Um, This is all Mel talking. Um, She finally says, maybe you will lose touch or maybe connect less often, but then maybe one day you will come back together with them. You're not sure. So yeah. effectively don't burn your bridges because yeah I totally agree
1: that's that was a very succinct way of trying to get at what I was saying before where I was like it's not necessarily that they're not supporting you it's that their life is different and you're actually the one that's changed your life um, and you can't actually expect people to change everything about them in order to accommodate the new you and it's important to not hold self-improvement up there as some sort of better way of being or that you've trumped someone or something like that. It's just a choice that you've made and a thing that you've done just the same as changing jobs or moving or having a child or not having a child, that kind of thing. It's just a choice that you've made and that won't necessarily align with all of your friends' choices. So I think it's more of a – an alignment thing than yeah. anything else. Um, but yeah, so I am like, I'm the same. I'm, I'm the weird one in my group. So I have a strange freelance career and a blog and a podcast and an online crochet <laughs> school. Um, so none of my friends really get what I do or how I make money, but it's not, it's not an issue. And again, it's not necessarily self-improvement that's changed the most stuff, for us, it's just life choices. So almost all of my friends have kids and that absolutely changed our friendship, but it didn't make it worse. If anything, it's better. And I've had a good five years of being the only child-free one in my group. And it's just an adjustment. And of course, I'm joining the ranks now, but if I chose not to have kids, I just would have continued to be Auntie Carly who comes to Canberra a few times a year and hangs out with the kids and has dinner with my mates. So I think it wouldn't have mattered if I had kids or didn't have kids or moved or didn't move. Those people are still there.
0: Yeah. And I, so I think in summary, kind of like, yeah, what is the social impact of self-improvement? And like, certainly I can see situations where someone has changed their life, I guess. And I'm going to say for the better, because you know, they might've gotten themselves out of a situation that was not ideal. And they might have friends who, don't like that they've removed themselves from the not ideal situation because the friends are still in that situation and I can definitely see that that those situations are one are are scenarios where you might need to move on from those friends because they might be pulling you back but from what Anne was saying that's not the scenario here they're just friends who kind of don't understand this aspect of her life and I just think as Carly said most of our it's it's kind of like your friend not understanding your job like it's not not a big yeah. deal, um, and you just need to find people who do understand that part that aspect of your life and make sure you've got people to talk to about at that aspect of your life, but maintain those you know good lifelong friends. You don't need to move on from them, I don't think.
1: And they do, and they do get over it. Like if you're not the person that's going to go and get drunk on a Tuesday night with them anymore, um, there's going to be an adjustment period where they're going to expect you to give up and become that person again. And when you don't, they'll find someone else and your friendship will turn into something else. Yeah,
0: that's right. And it's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just a thing. It's just, it's really just a natural, um, progression progression of friendships and, and life. Cool. All right, so that's that for the topic of the day. So, on to kicked ass for this week. So, um,. Yeah, I, my key task is a bit of a weird one. I completely, <laughs> completely cleared the decks in October to meet a massive deadline. Um, and then the client had a family emergency. So that deadline has been pushed back and I can't actually work on the project because I need to do some interviews um, to, to do the work that I need to do. So all of a sudden I was like at this loose end and going, oh my God, like I've, I've got nothing to, not that I've got nothing to do, but this massive thing that I'd cleared everything for is now not here anymore um I have no work and um yeah but then someone emailed me and said oh my god I've got a book deadline in two weeks and I need some editorial help and what's your availability like Kelly and I was just thinking wow how's the timing because I was like would you believe I have a nice two-week window has just opened up so yeah so that was a bit of a a nice kick-ass thing um Yes, enjoying the life of a freelancer at the moment isn't that That's great. That's so good. I love it when <laughs>
1: things like that happen, where you just like ah. when just something drops and then another thing just picks up immediately. Yeah,
0: that was good because normally it's like everything happens at once and then nothing happens at once, and yeah. so it's very it's not very often that something just slides seamlessly in to replace something that you just lost. So, yes, take that. Um, um, so my kick
1: ass is that I'm trying to get ahead with pattern designing for crochet coach so that I've got all that set up for, you know, the next I'm, I'm aiming for the next 10 months, which oh. is. <laughs> Huge, but I've just stockpiled five patterns and I'm on track to get another five done before wow. the end of the month. Wow. And it doesn't sound like much, but it's huge. Like each pattern has to be designed and made, written, tech edited, checked, filmed, photographed, and then it needs to be uploaded with a bunch of emails and a blog post, and then it needs to be promoted. And I wanted to get as much as I can done before Bub gets here, and it's just chugging along really well. And I'm just really smashing it.
0: Holy crap, that is so yeah, I'm dying. I know how much with all of that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so that is so much work that's amazing um oh when kicked our ass why did we finish on kicked our ass we should probably swap yeah we should around. switch them yeah <laughs> so kicked our ass is my good friend anxiety is back um And I, so I have a couple of key triggers and something or more specifically someone, um, and no, if you are listening to this podcast, it's not you, this person would not be listening to this podcast. Um, anyway, someone has triggered me and I'm just quite bummed out about it because, you know, even though this year has been super, super full on, it's been low on anxiety and it, and after, and like last year was just like, kind of 11 out of the 12 months were excruciating um, unbearable anxiety. So this year has been such a dream. Um, So I'm just a little bit bummed out that this person has triggered me so badly. Um, And it's fine. I have lots of strategies for dealing with it, but I'm just like, i'm like oh hello (laughs) you know that thing where you're like oh i don't want to open my email because there might be something from them there you know oh gross i hate that (sighs) anyway that's you know what's kicking your ass carl's uh, so pregnancy hormones got me the
1: other day. Um, so yes, sorry. So I've I've been totally fine. and Ben will vouch for that. I've been totally calm, and everything's been really good. I haven't had any like irrational outbursts or anything. I don't know why. I it, like just for some reason I haven't been particularly emotional being pregnant. <laughs> but the other day, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I posted. So,
0: I'm sorry. So I'm it's laughing so because I can read ahead, and I'm. It's just quite it's, it's it's funny cute it's so it's so just, bizarre so i
1: posted something on instagram and it didn't get many <laughs> likes and so i cried <laughs>
0: sorry i'm only laughing because this is so so unlike you so unlike me just got the vision in my head and <laughs> you crying over something not getting so any
1: stupid. <laughs> but also like the thing is, is that i've been blogging for 10 years and i've been on instagram for almost that entire amount of time and i seriously don't give a shit like at all i really don't but for some reason it just really got to me and i was being really quiet and weird and ben was like are you okay what's going on and i was just like and then i just burst into oh. tears and he like, what? What? And I was like, and then I just posted on Instagram and it didn't get many likes. And then I just realized how fucking stupid that sounded. And then he was like, he goes. Do you think? Do you think it might be because you're pregnant? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I really I think, think that, that that's be. what happened there. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happened. So this is what happens when you don't like bloggers' yeah, photos guys. on yeah. Instagram.
0: <laughs> I'm pregnant and emotional, like everything I do. <sighs> oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, like I said, um, anyone who thinks I am a horrible person for laughing at Carly crying about that, I'm. I'm the- <laughs> It's. Or I can only do this because I know Carly so well. I know how. Yeah, this is so just not something that she cares so about. Bizarre. So bizarre. Like I've I've <laughs> never
1: like that's that's never even been anything. I don't. Like, I post things on Instagram. Cry. Do
0: you ever cry? No, period? I'm not a crier. Much less or even no likes on
1: Instagram. Exactly. But also like I don't even. I don't even know what I because I, I don't post things on Instagram and then follow how many people like it i post something on instagram and then i just forget about <laughs> yeah. it and for some reason on this day i'm like oh how many people liked it and then it just wasn't many and then i was like oh my god and then yeah so that was that was very funny
0: oh poor oh, um, they're so amazing
1: <laughs> So that's going to be my my claim to pregnancy fame was that I cried because my Instagram, because no one likes me. That's literally why I was crying. That's so funny. Um, so it's time, it's time to wrap up on that rather hilarious kicked our ass moment. Um, yeah. So don't forget we do have a Patreon page. Um. If you like the show, we'd love your support because it keeps us in your ears. And if you don't donate to Patreon, I might cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. So just <laughs> letting you know if you want that on your shoulders, that's up to you.
0: So, oh, yes, yeah. So Patreon.com slash straight and curly is the address. You know, while, well, you know, you're waiting for us to come back from the <laughs> end of season, you know, just drop a dollar or two per month is all we need that would be fabulous um and finally do jump into the facebook group and share your thoughts about this week's show uh there is already a conversation going on on this topic because Anne did start a conversation on it but yeah just interesting to hear more thoughts on the topic whether you've had experienced this thing where you've lost friends because of social uh, because of self-improvement or whether you think it is just kind of the natural cycle of friendship so yeah look forward to seeing you in there Thank you so much for listening to Straight and Curly. This week's show notes and links will be available at straightandcurly.com. And if you have any questions or weird
1: self-improvement hacks you want us to trial, you can tweet us at Kelly Exeter or at Smaggle, or you can email us at hello at straightandcurly.com.